Kia ora and welcome to Primary Matters, an MPI podcast that delves into the things that matter to our primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles, and in this podcast, I'll be taking a look at what's going on to keep our food and fibre industries thriving and safe. Today, we have good news stories about a product that could really do with some. We're looking at wool, the natural, sustainable product that's so deeply associated with New Zealand. Strong wool, or crossbred wool, accounts for about 80% of the national clip, and fair to say returns for it have been dismal for a number of years, a result of people turning away from wool products like carpet to synthetics. But now a huge effort is being put into turning those fortunes around. $35 million is being invested in projects designed to help revitalise the wool industry. $16 million is coming from the government and the remainder from the companies with the new products or the ideas to promote wool. There are toys made from wool, new floor coverings, the finest wool powder you could imagine and a product that can be used as padding in clothing. A number of the new projects were proudly being showcased at the National Agricultural Field Days. Harry Urquhart Hay from Wise Wool was there with a wool bale overflowing with what looked like soft popcorn, wool that had been processed into tiny clusters or buds. It's, it's like no secret the wool industry is on its knees and it's a bit concerning and so it was during COVID where we realise if we don't do anything or add value to all of our farmers' wool then there won't be a wool industry left. So. That's when we realised making two simple products as ingredient products would be a good way to get wool back out there and replace synthetics. So the wool buds, do they have more bounce in them than just the fleece? Yeah, that's right. So uh, they've got really good compressional resilience, so they've got great bounce back. And it also allows the wool to be used in sort of smaller clusters, so it's easier to use when stuffing and used as an upholstery. And so that's one of our products. And then the needle punch blanketing, which comes in sort of long rolls of 100% wool and different thicknesses, that's really good as well for duvets and mattresses and bedding products. So it's an inner as well. That's right. Yeah, that's an inner. Yeah. So it's just those two products we do, really simple. And then that allows businesses and people to use 100% wool to replace synthetics and also to be creative with our wool products. How do you scrunch up the wool so it becomes these little wool buds? A lot of trial and error, but ultimately it's it's running the wool through a large carding machine and it's sort of agitating the fibre through different rollers and doffers to get that consistency of the product. Harry Urquhart Hay says the uptake of the product in New Zealand has been phenomenal. The business is growing really quickly, but look, for us it's all about scale, and so we've got to think big and... It's all about exporting now and targeting premium high-end brands who will pay more than average for for a good quality product and that will allow us to pay farmers more. I've had like, I don't know, three or four farmers already this morning just saying to me, you know, how long is this going to take? We can't hold on much longer. When's the industry going to turn around? And I think, yeah, just from being on the ground and seeing what is happening both in New Zealand and offshore, I think it is worth the wait. Just got to hold out. There's some really smart minds, smart groups of people working on innovative ideas and I think you're seeing the world return back to wanting to use natural products. About time, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long overdue. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm talking to Matthew from Bremworth. Why are you here at Field Days? Uh, well, we're here to 
show everyone what we're doing with our SFFF funding and we're improving our carpets. We're getting away from synthetics. We've already ditched synthetic in the face fibre of our carpets. Face fibre, yes. right, so that's what you stand on. Yes, that's the, the part you come in contact with. Um, there's still a small amount of non-natural product in the backing, but we're using our funding to look at ways of replacing that, and we, our goal is to be 100% biodegradable. Nick Aubrey was there from Wool Source. Its purpose is to commercialise new ways of using New Zealand's strong wool. It's part of the Wool Research Organisation of New Zealand. Right now, it has a revolutionary product in development that it's taking to potential customers for feedback. So the product that we have here is... Now you've got a little container. It's a, a little container of wool powder. So what this is, is a, an ultra-fine wool powder around 10 micron. So we've taken a 35 micron crossbred wool and converted that into this fine wool powder. In doing that, the clever part of the technology is maintaining the good properties of wool. The ability to manage moisture, to carry colour, to bind with pollutants, uh, all of the things that you would associate with conventional wool, but now in a fine powder form. And that allows us to go into a whole range of new markets where wool wouldn't normally have a place. So markets being things like in the personal care market, cosmetics, finishing powders, um, as the colourant in lipsticks. Uh, lipsticks. So um, why would I want to have this in, I don't know, a powder that I might put on my face? So the reason why this is interesting is one, the functional benefits, particularly if it was to go on your face, the ability to bind with pollutants, because that then keeps those pollutants off the skin, which acts in turn as an anti-aging product. Also though, and it's got the functional benefits, but it's completely natural. So it can replace what might otherwise be a petrochemical or another synthetic compound that would be used in those markets. And if I touch it and rub it on my hand, it's so fine it's and soft. soft. That's what all of the big um, cosmetic companies tell us. The first thing they do, they open it up, they see how it, kind of the, how fine it is. They rub it on their skin and they just say it's amazingly soft. And then they say, of course it is because it's wool. Have you had much interest from commercial partners? A lot of interest. Everybody we show it to is intrigued by the story. They can't believe that we've been able to do this because it looks so different to what they would envisage war being. What we're finding is that there's the interest there, they start to put it into different applications to test it out and then they're giving us the feedback of where it's working well, where it's not working so well and what we need to do to make improvements, um, which we feed back into our research team with the end goal of having something that would be commercially viable for them. So you start with a fadge of wool, do you? Yeah, we do. So the wool, uh, we start with, with greasy wool from the farms and we've set it up so that we have that complete traceability through to the individual farms where we source the wool from. Going into these high-end markets, we need that traceability. So what is the value of this product at the moment? So we're testing that out with the customers that we're talking with. What we're finding is that it will be more expensive than what they're using now, um, particularly those, those petrochemicals. But the feedback is that with the performance benefits that come with it, that it's in a price range that would be acceptable to them. The wool powder has already been used in a lipstick and also in screen printing ink, allowing a company to effectively print wool on wool. John McWhirter was representing the farmer-owned business Wools of New Zealand. Uh, we trade about a third of the New Zealand's wool, but our primary objective is to actually increase the demand for wool by creating um, products that consumers want to purchase to change the future for wool. He was keen to show off wool flooring tiles. Up until now, there's really only been a, um, a plastic alternative for, for um, commercial environments. 
and so we wanted to see a wool offering and so for the last 18 months we've been working on creating a wool tile that meets the standards required for a commercial environment. And what's the benefit of a wool tile? The benefit of wool. <laughs> wool performs better and wool as a fibre absorbs moisture in the environment and it just creates more comfort. Wool will of course biodegrade at the end of life and the product that we've actually finally brought to the market is also made from a recycled backing. So we're offering two environmental benefits. A lot of commercial buildings have carpet squares, or but they're synthetic, right? So yep. this is a replacement for those. This is a carpet square, if you call it that. Yeah, but it's uh, a replacement, but it's made of wool. Yes. How big are they? Standard standard tile size, so uh, 500 by 500. One of the benefits of tiles is that you can swap them out. And you know, think of offices where you've got chairs, um, high use, um, you can swap them out, or high wear areas. But the tiles do have a longer, more durable fibre to handle the, um, the wear and tear of a commercial environment. What sort of response have you had of people saying, please put it in my office? Actually really good. Uh, we haven't actually launched it yet, We're just, it's, it's just about to happen now. Without having launched it, we've already sold um, a significant sum uh, without going into the commercial details. We've also got some major corporates who are going to... Um, changed from their current flooring to uh, wool tile. Who's interested in these wool tiles? Uh, look, we've sold wool tiles to rural schools, libraries, gyms, rest homes, and they've been they've been installed, they're up and running. And you haven't launched your product yet? No, we're <laughs> working on that. <laughs> it's exciting. It is, you're right. Wools of New Zealand also sells carpet. We entered the, um, the carpet market about two years ago. And in that time we've seen more than a 25% increase in the demand for wool carpet. And unfortunately it's off a small base because the market share of soft floor coverings was only 14%, it's now 18%. It's probably actually grown beyond that even now. We're also seeing that in the likes of the, the UK and they're keen to actually sell wools of, wools of New Zealand or wool grown in New Zealand in the UK. So, so the world is moving towards wool. In terms of New Zealand, what we sought to do was bring wool carpet into the marketplace and sell it at a price that could compete with the existing man-made fibres, solution dyed nylon and polypropylene. And so if you can make wool carpet affordable and as price comparable to those products, then you give consumers the opportunity to actually make a choice. If it's too expensive, they, they're forced to go for the um, lower cost. At Wools in Zealand, we're working on projects that have significant impact on consumption because that's how you'll change the um, industry and, and start having an impact on lifting the price at the gate. Another company, Wool Impact New Zealand, aims to help pave the way into markets for strong wool brands. Marketing executive Gretchen Foster says she's excited to see the diversity of brands coming through and the move by consumers to consider wool. It's definitely a, a huge um, level of consciousness around the way things are, the way that things are made and what goes into them and the ethics behind them. And so I think Wool's got an amazing story for right now because it is a really healthy product. It's great to live in. It's comfortable. It's tactile. It's lovely. Um, and also it's natural. It's renewable and biodegradable. And so these things are increasingly important to brands as they look to furnish their corporate social responsibility. And they're increasingly important to consumers as well. There is certainly a, a huge shift.
There's another really cool story if we look, if we track um, the growth and domestic usage of wool through brands like Walls of New Zealand and Bremworth and Godfrey Hurst and Wisewool and all of these brands and we look at that and their projections over time we've got 100,000 tonne of New Zealand strong wool um, and in by I think 2028 about 40% of that could be used domestically by brands which is great when we're looking at shifting from um, transacting as a commodity into a more branded approach. T&R Interior Systems' Stephen Thwaite says so far it's cost a million dollars to develop his company's strong wall product. So our, our speciality here is, is, is acoustic noise absorption within an office environment or a, or a classroom environment. So in the past that's normally been sort of a polyester or petrochemical based product. We have now developed a product called Flock, which is a 100% natural wool fibre product. And we are the first people in the world to really fire rate wool, so it does not burn. Wow, because wool already is fire retardant. Wool, wool is fire retardant to a point, but wool basically burns. So we've developed a process and a, a system that now will meet the New Zealand building code and all the other sort of type of building codes throughout the world that the product will not burn and meets these standards. So that's quite a breakthrough, is it? It's a major breakthrough, major breakthrough for us. And we have enough money with it built into our product now where we can offer the farmer a reasonable price for his wool and we want to go direct to the farmer and eventually buy his whole strong wool fleece rather than to just see the farmer sort of sharing the sheep there. It's cost us more money to share the sheep than the price of the wool. It's ridiculous. But the objective really of the first, you know, the first sort of couple of years is to use the strong wool that's in store now, in stock now, and there's a lot of it. Because people have been waiting for a, a rainy day, A rainy they? day, you know, and, and, and you know, and the rainy days come, you know, and hopefully we're, we're the rainy day. The flock range includes stylish 3D panels and a flat acoustic sheet. Which is a, like an 8 to 10 mil thick product, which is basically glued on to walls and, and the likes of classrooms. So at the moment all classrooms in, the wa- in, a, in a, a school at the moment have polyester fixed to the walls as absorb noise, reverberation. So we, our intention is to replace that with a natural fibre product. And of course, you know, we get all the natural benefits of wool, you know, so yes, it's an acoustic product, but also so it absorbs moisture and it returns that back into what they call kinetic energy, heat, and reduces the humidity. It is a, um, absorbs odours, which is good in a classroom, and you know, with so many little young children with their feet and that. And of course, it has a huge response from various sort of countries export-wise, particularly like Singapore, Malaysia, Philippines. Uh, Germany, Czech Republic and Italy have all come to us already. So why are they interested? A natural fibre product which is an alternative to synthetic petrochemical fibres. Are you in commercial production? Yes we are, just in commercial production now. How long has it taken to get to this stage? Well I've been going on this for probably uh, 30 years. Wow. 30 years, so it's, it's been a long time. Imagine if you could get them in all the schools in New Zealand. I know, well, I'm going to have a go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the objective. Stephen Thwaite from TNR Interiors. The $35 million funding for Wall is being spread across 17 projects at the goal to double, if not treble, returns for strong wool. I'm Carol Stiles, and you've been listening to Primary Matters, an MPI podcast. Thanks for listening. Kia pai te rā.